I want the best, you know, and you want the best because you think the best of yourself. So the reason why these guys want AP and they want Paddock and they want Bashron is because they see themselves as being the best at whatever it is they do or who they are. And they want to be surrounded with artifacts that represent that, whether it's art, music, literature, um, watches. And that's the American way. You know, it's funny because anytime I talk to people about wrist check pod and the thing I, I always try to remember and what I preach to the, the guys is um, to, to really remain positive because I think when you, when you look at how we started, we started with a hashtag. It all started with a conversation at Finelli's Cafe, which is this like infamous New York City bar. And by infamous, I mean infamous. Shit's dirty and like a little gritty. Seen a couple celebrities that they get thrown out of there on the right night. But the three of us sat down there one night and they were like, let's make it a thing. Like Rashawn and Perry always send each other watches on Instagram all day. And then they brought me into it. And it was just like every single day, nonstop, just talking like crazy stuff about watches. And then I think it was right around that time where like everyone thought they could do a podcast. And we didn't want to be one of those guys. But then we were like, if we did it, it would actually work. So let's do it. So we did, and it kind of started off with that. And you know, all right, when we decided to do the podcast, we figured, okay, we want people to tune in. How do we get them tuned in? We have to get them engaged. And so we started doing Rich Check Wednesdays. And we started that before we ever put an episode out. And everyone was kind of like, what are these guys doing? What are you doing? What is this Rich Check Wednesday? They didn't get it. And that's the space that I continue to try to operate from, is to sort of like, Kind of think ahead where should i be next quiet the noise not really listen to what people are saying because i know what we're, we're we're about to deliver you know we we come from different cultural backgrounds all of us and you know we grew up all in different places but i think um what stays the same is um our groundedness um staying grounded being humble understanding that um, these things aren't as necessary as we believe them to be. Um, one thing that I've mentioned on the show is from the level of watches we collected from you know two years ago till now, you're talking about sharing $50 watches to sharing $50,000 watches. A lot of people don't realize Rashawn is a really big collector. Uh, he has a crazy pen collection. Obviously, if you watch the show, you know, he, he likes the drip. He collects clothes, collects sneakers. Um, watches have always been another avenue for him to express himself as a collector. Rashawn is, I'm drunk at 3 a.m. I like this watch, I'm gonna buy it. Him encouraging my 3 a.m. purchases, um, especially if I'm buying anything online, uh, Ben is the person that I trust and uh, go to when I make those kind of decisions. Ben is our resident, you know, what you call the watch genius. Ben, we brag about all the time. He is the uh, watch encyclopedia. I hate when y'all say that, it's never gonna stick. And I think it's because I, I'm, I know a couple guys like me on top of my head right now who I like really talk to often. Those guys are encyclopedias. And like they talk about shit that like I'll never get into. Like I'm never gonna start spitting reference numbers to Rolex bracelets. That's just never gonna happen. That's too much. He's incredibly knowledgeable about timepieces and watch history. 
Um, I'm not quite sure how he soaks it up and retains it all. Um, I, I, I believe he almost has like a photographic memory. That's the only thing I could contribute, uh, attribute it to. I don't think that there's a single timepiece that I've ever heard Ben say he doesn't know about. Um, such a wealth of knowledge, very, very valuable to the podcast because he's able to fact check us. And if something doesn't sound right, he's the first to kind of realign um, kind of the, the, the way that we may be going. Perry comes from the enthusiast standpoint, most of all I feel. So like Perry kind of is that guy who is not an impulse buyer. Rashawn is the impulse buyer. And then I'm the one that's like kind of like in the middle. If I like something enough, I'm like, gimme. I gotta have it right now. I just kind of, I, I do my best to keep everything organized. He's someone that is always seeking knowledge when it comes to watches. He reads up on every timepiece that we are reviewing. Um, he comes with great ideas on um, pieces that we probably wouldn't have thought to cover. I see my greatest contribution is sort of being focused on our direction in terms of trying to identify what's gonna happen next and get there before everyone else does. I, that's what I love about like being on the show with, with those guys. It's like we bring a balance that you don't really see anywhere else and it really just feels like the three of us just on the couch talking about what we want to talk about. You know, creating a podcast is nothing new. Uh, people have been doing it and they do it very well. But it definitely, you know, we knew when we entered the space that we were going to be the only guys that look like us. And that was part of the motivation to do it. Uh, because it was like, well, if, if, you know, that needs to exist in that space, why wait for someone to do it? Why not just go and do it ourselves? It's nice to have that diversity, too, because it gives you a different outlook. Like, you, you can read Hodinkee and you can watch their videos and some other publications, and it's like everyone says and does the same thing about the same thing. And I think we offer a, a fresh lens on essentially the same thing, but... It, it's different because, again, the perspective is different. Um, two weeks ago, I was in, in my hometown of Detroit. I went into an AD. I saw the first ever African-American female watch uh, technician in the AD. I've never seen a, a black uh, watch technician. I've never seen a woman watch technician. So in, this, in that exact moment, I said, this is like, I have to talk to her. I have to speak to her, shake her hand, and just tell her that just the, seeing her in this space did something for me. And I, was, I wasn't even there for a watch. I just went in there just to get you know, a link taken out. And um, we don't have enough representation, but it was beautiful to see that. And I think over time, we will get more representation, but we need the brands to realize that you know, we're purchasing these watches. We have love for the watches. We have love for the, their brands. And I think they could do more to accentuate that fact and show that you know, it's a two-way street. The good thing is all the enthusiasm surrounding watches right now has amplified the voices of diverse communities. So using women as an example, they've been around, they've been contributing uh, to the industry everywhere from uh, owning companies, uh, manufacturing watches, actual watchmakers, retailers, uh, and collectors. 
but now everyone's starting to pay attention. As a woman and a watch enthusiast, I don't think we get a whole lot of representation. And um, you know, a lot of times when you go online and you try to make a, um, a name for yourself there or, or reach a community there, you kind of get shot down because it's a little, it's a bit of a toxic environment. We need for our voices to be heard. Um, we need these bigger brands, these larger brands to kind of um, get on board with the community. There are so many individuals with the wealth of knowledge and can actually share and consult and help these brands connect with their end consumer. With myself, I walked in plenty of stores of these brands and they look at me because I'm covered in tattoos thinking that I'm not educated or watches or they might not think that I could afford them. And then when they found out who I am, the conversation has changed. All of a sudden, you want to invite me to things. You want to give me access to getting certain things or even a conversation to getting it. And it's like, nah, you should just find out first and then keep me the same energy of it all because the hip hop business that I'm a part of, uh, the entertainment business is driving your business. So we got a lot of people who now hit us up and they just want to talk because they've never experienced being able to have a resource uh, you know, of, of people to talk to about watches that look like we do. Um, and so that's been huge. And a lot of the conversations we have now is guys like, I want to purchase my first watch, what do I get? Or I'm building a collection, this is what I have, how do I round it out? I think it took it took long enough, right? Like you see AP doing it, AP's probably been doing it the longest though, like publicly that we know of, right? So like from even from Jay in the 90s, do you see what they're doing now? I mean, Kevin Hart and LeBron James have been AB, uh, AP brand ambassadors for the longest time. And it seems like five, six years ago, no one was talking about that, but it's true. Serena's a brand ambassador for them. Um, they did an advertisement for the weekend, if I'm not mistaken, when he was headlining the Super Bowl, I believe. So they've been probably been doing it for the longest publicly. So we gotta give them credit for that. And it's, it's the evolution and it's like the crazy thing now the entertainment business become more educational about watches. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, you got guys like Proz and you got guys that's really collecting watches and really talking about the education of watches. And now, you know, when you start to look at it, I didn't realize that Biggie Smalls was wearing a 36 millimeter presidential back in the day. And he was, you know, a tall, big guy. And I love now, like, especially you see the forums like Hodinkee, there's people of color being styled for their photo shoots. Um, but again, I gotta give them credit too because they were ahead of the curve. They actually had our friend Dave Andrews like six or seven years ago do a Grand Seiko collaboration with them. So they did a collab with Grand Seiko Hodinkee. It was a blue dial GMT. The entire advertisement and commercial that they shot was him and his family. It was a black man with a black wife and black children that was impactful and I think they kind of were ahead of the curb on that too and it's nice to see the other brands start to really catch up. Things have been so good for them so long doing things the way that they're used to they never really had um, they didn't have an incentive at that time to change and adapt right um, and I think you know with the explosion of you know watch enthusiasm post-COVID it's they're now entering a space where they can no longer, they don't have the luxury of ignoring it. So it's either you're gonna show the respect and get the education of young men that's really into watches that look like me in your, in your company because we're gonna keep you afloat. 
because we're in touch with society and so and we and we can't fake it you know what i'm saying we know when you're doing something for a pr stunt or you're doing it from an organic space and um i feel like timepieces are available to everyone because now these days everybody from what different walks of life could afford these timepieces and we all don't look the same anyway so it's in your face now now they know okay wow the community is a lot more diverse than we realize and the realization of that is because of social media um, it's because of instagram it's because of twitter it's because of youtube you know what i'm saying so you can't help but see now that the community is incredibly diverse i actually got involved with watches because of Mark, because he was showing me, he would make me watch YouTube videos on like the movements, you know, and all the mechanics of it. And I fell in love with it. I mean, I, I think it's such an art and such, it's, you know, the craftsmanship and the artistry and just, I mean, the fact that you can just put a whole bunch of little things together and all of a sudden something will happen. I think that's nothing short of miraculous. And, and I love that. You know, we're purchasing these watches. We have love for the watches. We have love for the, their brands. And I think they could do more to accentuate that fact and show that, you know, it's a two-way street. And I think that's something that can be improved upon in the watch community and in the luxury brand community as a whole. I think, you know, now we're in a really great spot where we can condense and really show brands what our power is, you know, on the financial side, as well as the marketing and social impact for what the culture does, you know? The evolution of what the hip hop culture has done to the watch community is a good thing, but then also sometimes it's a bad thing because now everybody's going after the, the same watches of everything. But it's fun though. The interesting thing that's happening between the watch world and America, especially as we exist in this post like hip hop cultural world is the rest of them are catching up with understanding how much uh, identity is, is wrapped up in the American psyche, right? And hip hop puts that on full display. I can respect when, you know, artists like any celebrity or rap or a musician now like they're buying watches they're buying it the right way in terms of not everything has to be a bust down and we talk about all the time there's nothing wrong with bust downs it's just you need to be educated on what you're buying uh, you want something that's going to last forever you don't want something you're going to buy and then hopefully get sick of so i think being connected to the brand helps you appreciate that watch, keep that watch longer, but also be able to transfer that love to whoever that watch goes to, whether it's a family member or just selling it to a, a close friend. I like the fact of true horology, being able to break a watch down, deconstruct, put it back together, things that are such. It could be ETA, Saleta, anything of that. I'm more into that side of the watch than actually being, is, a, is it an AP, is, uh, is it a Seiko, if it's this. That's not really right now of major importance to me. I'm still at my beginning stage where I'm starting to learn exactly where I'm gravitating to. I know it's Swiss made, that's my gravitation, but what model, what brand, I'm not secure with that yet. Don't waste your money, get what you're gonna wear. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. And I think when you take that approach, what you realize is you're forced to figure out what it is that you actually like, right? because now you realize, no, I should have skin in the game. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna spend my hard-earned money on something. I, why should I just get something that everyone else tells me is the thing to get? Where I am in my collection, it's more about what's the next one gonna look like 
and just exploring. Whether it's you're getting to an allocation first or just like, you know, you just don't have a true love for the game. And I think most of us that are in this game are in it for love. I think for someone to be able to collect anything and say why I made this purchase or why this is near and dear to me is the most impressive. If you were handed down a watch as an heirloom, like I was with my grandfather's Omega Constellation, that's my forever watch. And I hope to pass that down to one of my sons one day and have that be his forever watch as well. There are collectors who constantly flip and change. There's the collectors that just want it all and never sell anything, which is us. us. <laughs> <laughs> We've sold one watch ever. I'm not opposed to anybody doing whatever they want to do with their property. Um, I agree that there's some stuff that's almost like too good to let go, where it's like you have a gem and if you know it's a gem, you hold on to it. But I also feel like part of the reason why you hold on to it is because you know that there will be an increase in value. Um, with that being said, everything has a price. I'm never going to get mad at somebody from having to come up. Um, but there's some things that are almost like too good to let go of. And I think knowing that, it can be more valuable than the actual cash value. I come from a hustler standpoint. I don't look at nobody as trying to get their money. But I, for me personally, I really love the watches that I collect. So I'm not flipping nothing. I mean, you got guys that, you know, like you say, like a crash watch retail $50,000. If you get your hands on one, the low end you might see is 180, 200,000. That's insane to me, you know, and that's the problem about it. So yeah, it is kind of iffy when they get in the hands of the wrong dealers, but hey, you know, we can't control that. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the stock market, you never know. And you don't get points for this. It's not a sport. You can't win, right? The goal is to foster communities and share with people. And, you know, once you enter in that space in your watch collecting journey where you have friends to get together and talk about watches with, you already won. There's nothing left. We're in Atlanta. Um, we have an event this afternoon with our friends from um, Official CP Time and Atlanta Watch Society. Also, uh, we have a partner that came on board, uh, DJ Allen from Watch Your Wrist. Uh, he's a secondary market dealer here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, we're gonna get together and we're gonna talk watches. We're gonna meet some people, have some food, have some drinks. There's a panel uh, that we'll be hosting. A friend of ours uh, and a Atlanta resident, Ronaldo Nehemiah. Atlanta's nice, it's always, it always feels like a second home. Mm. Um, the people are nice, the restaurants are good. We just meet up, see some watches, maybe buy some watches, sell some watches. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of good people. A lot of good people. Checking out the uh, Atlanta Watch Society, wrist check pod, and part of official CP time. Um, you know, a little wrist check. We got a, a 2023 40 mil day date, uh, yellow gold, white dial. Uh, got this a couple weeks ago and, um, you know, haven't taken it off since. Felt like an infinity stone when I put it on my wrist. So, you know, we outside. We really wanted to tell the story of so many watch collectors where, um, or gave them a place to tell their story. 
Um, ideally, we believe in watches connecting to memories, and uh, those memories are really what makes these devices special. So um, that combination of things is, is really what brought the, the group together. Being the head of a community like the Atlanta Watch Society, you know, it's been a pleasure to bring brand awareness to, to, uh, to the community itself, um, bring brands into the city that had never been to the city before, um, and just really make new collectors be born. Right? It's, it's been great. The great thing about watch collecting communities, it amplifies your experience of collecting a watch. You get to meet people who have made a lot of the mistakes that you're about to make and can help you do that. You get to see pieces that you will never see, right? Sometimes your limited editions where there are 10 in the world and you come to a meetup like this, you can actually see that and get, in your, get it in your hands. So that can help develop your taste on what you might want to buy in the future. But honestly, just friends, man. It's great networking. The watches are like are, are all the, the common factor, but there's so many other synergies when you meet people. It's just a great energy. I would definitely say it's something that's been missing in the community. And to be able to see something of this magnitude being able to be polished and grown so that people that are, I would say, uh, under the downline and, and age-wise, they have something to look forward to. That's something that was missing definitely for me that excited me about the organization itself and the watch community.